Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art, so I want to welcome you all to episode number 100. I am very excited to have made it this far. This is worth celebrating today. So I've got a question and answer time. I've got a special celebrity guest who has been a, a long friend of the show, and I have always appreciated her coming on the podcast to talk about music and her wonderful Christmas albums. And yes, it's none other than Rhea Stevens, singer-songwriter of some great new Christmas music. So I know you'll enjoy our conversation together today. It's just the perfect day to record this. I, I, I'm recording it a lot later than I intended, but today it's cold. It's snowing, just gently snowing right now. I've got the Christmas tree lit, one of my favorite Christmas candles burning, and a cup of delicious coffee here before me. And so we are ready to celebrate not only Christmas, but all of you who are and have been a part of this podcast. It's sad to think that in just a, uh, a few days, it'll be Christmas Day, and this season of the uh, podcast will come to a close. But I've got some really exciting things ahead for 2023. And I'll tell you about that towards the end of the show. So stick around. Can't wait to have you along for the ride in 2023. So let's get to it. My first uh, q and I want to do is from a listener. Uh, his name is John. And uh, he emailed me, I think, a year or two ago. He has been a, a, a longtime listener of the show. And he had a, a, I believe it was a daughter was born to him not too long ago. And it sounds like things are going great. Yeah, he's got a little girl. She's a toddler now. And uh, he's about to have a really exciting Christmas with her. And so he said that uh, she likes to play with some of the bells that we have hanging on the tree. And uh, the ornaments are slowly migrating to the top of the tree. Uh, she is still my perfect little girl, though. And I love that because, yeah, I have having a, a girl as well. I know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, it's such a wonderful experience. But to start with, uh, John sends in a memory. And I want to play that for you now. Uh, so Christmas for me has always been a wonderful time of the year. Uh, we grew up without much of anything. To give you an understanding as to how poor we were, I distinctively remember going to the cabinet to try to find something to eat. And uh, we had half a loaf of bread and a six-pack of Coca-Cola that my father said we couldn't drink because he was saving it in hopes that the glass bottles were worth something. I think he still has it to this day, to be honest. But we didn't get much throughout our childhood. But what we did get was at Christmas, we would get gifts. I don't know how um, we would, my mom would give me a couple gifts and Santa would always come every year. And he, some years he wouldn't even wrap them 
Santa would leave gifts by the tree with just instructions as to who they go to. And that was the one time a year being as poor as I was where I actually felt like a normal kid. Where I had a loving family and we had things. We had something to play with. Um, And I wouldn't trade those memories for anything. Thank you all. Uh, Merry Christmas. I think, John, you're the first time a listener has sent in a voicemail. So thank you for that. And folks, uh, send in your voicemail. Be, uh, that's That would be great. I'd love to actually hear your voice. That would be wonderful. You can just record it on your phone and uh, get it to me. All right. So he's got, he's got some questions now uh, for us for the Q&A section. First of all, he says, will you ever have more of your family on the podcast? And I got to say, I hope so. Grace is the one who's usually bugging me to be on. I would love to have her on more, but that the problem is that especially during the school year, she's pretty busy. And when I have time to record, I don't always have, uh, she might not be there. And when she wants to record, I, I am busy. So it's even though she lives in my house, we still have trouble getting those schedules to connect. But I'm hoping to uh, get her uh, on more. Uh, then he asks, how many teddy bears does Grace have now? And I'll have to let her answer that one because I think it's probably up in the 70s or 80s by this point. Uh, you go into her bedroom and it's just overflowing with teddy bears. We put up a bookcase for her that we had an extra one, which is odd considering how many books we have. And uh, But she really needed that space to uh, display her teddy bears. So we She's got some on the shelf right now. She's got some in a pile on her bed. And then there's some also in like a like a pet net kind of thing uh, that hangs from the ceiling. And there's some in there as well. It, it's They're really cute. And uh, she may or may not be getting some more teddy bears for Christmas this year. One time when we were in South Dakota on vacation up in the Black Hills, uh, I can't remember the name of the town now, but there was a teddy bear museum that we really wanted to go to. Uh, so we went to town to do it, but then they were closed, unfortunately. But that's uh, it's my hope that I can take her there someday to go back to that teddy bear museum because uh, it looked, from the windows, it looked pretty amazing. Uh, another question, is there anything you've always wanted to do during the Christmas season but never have? He says, for example, go caroling, make figgy pudding, things like that. I would have to say definitely. Actually, I would wouldn't mind trying figgy pudding, although I, I hear it can be quite alcoholic. And I, I try to stay away from alcohol, uh, mostly because there's been a lot of alcohol abuse and addiction in, in my family history. I, I, I've just seen it tear people apart. So I, I've just decided personally I'm not going to uh, partake in that at all. So it's not really a, a religious, I mean, it's partly religious decisions, but mostly it's, uh, I just don't need anything else to get addicted to in my life. But something like that, I would love to do a, I've got a book called Christmas with Charles Dickens, and uh, it's written by, uh, I believe his name is Cedric Dickens, and in it he has a uh, script and plan to do a Christmas carol dinner, you know, where you you 
do the different courses throughout the night. And then in between the courses, you read selections from A Christmas Carol. And I, I've always thought that would be really fun to do just to, to get some uh, friends together and or, or with my family and, and do that. But that might make for a really long night, too. Uh, but yeah, we love going caroling. Uh, just last night, uh, our church, we went to our local um, retirement home and, and caroled for them. Uh, I, I even busted out my guitar, which I'm not very good at, but I can do, play about four or five basic chords, and it was enough that we could sing and make merry. And And you know what? That really put me in the Christmas spirit last night. With all the things we've done so far this season, that was the one that really kicked it into gear for me. And so, uh, you know, that might be a great idea for you, uh, for anyone listening, if you are wanting to uh, experience a cozy Christmas, uh, try going caroling uh, with someone or, or for someone. And then John asks, what are your favorite and least favorite Christmas songs? I have a lot of favorites. You know, there's the classics. I, I love the classics. Basically, anything that is calm and gentle and, and cozy, I'm going to love. I have Rhea Stevens on today, and her Christmas albums are quickly becoming some of my favorites. And I love to put them on when I'm doing some Christmas baking or something like that. Even in the summer, sometimes I'll listen to her Christmas album if I'm doing a, a baking, especially if it's for uh, for the show. I, I know I've said before, my favorite right now is in the bleak midwinter. I have, uh, there's a, a cover done by Doug Hammer on piano that is absolutely gorgeous. Also, uh, another album called Guitar Winterlude. Well, I'll, I'll talk about some of my favorites uh, in this episode with Rhea, so you can stay tuned. Uh, li- you can listen to that interview. Least favorite. Well, you know, there's the the really overly sentimental songs like Christmas Shoes, I, I really don't like. There's a couple of really annoying versions of I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, and I don't even know who the, the kid is who sings it, but it comes on the radio, and oh, it, it, it just sends this, this almost v- vicious gut reaction that I just have to turn the radio off. I can't I can't stand it. There, There's a couple of songs like that. Usually, if I don't like a song, I'll just turn it off. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, most Christmas songs I'm going to like. And then he asks this question, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And John takes a stand. He says, personally, I say no. This is such an ongoing debate. And here's what I've come to. I started off saying no, but then I realized what, I guess, what do you look for in a Christmas movie? And I think that's where it comes down to. You know, for me, a Christmas movie is a, a film not just set at Christmas time, but it involves Christmas. It, it gives you feelings of coziness, of of comfort. You know, I'm thinking of films like The Grinch and A Christmas Carol and uh, The Santa Claus. You know, things that decidedly involve Christmas. And if you took out the Christmas aspect of Die Hard, it would still be a great movie and you could set it at really at any holiday you wanted or any day you wanted. You know, John McClain is just, is going to the, to the West coast to try to reconnect with his family. I mean, there's Christmas themes in it, but you know, it, it would work at any time of the year. Whereas a film like the Santa Claus, if you took Christmas out of that, 
you'd have basically a film where a guy probably gets sued for reckless endangerment or <laughs> the homeowners association gets after him for having a guy fall off his roof. I don't know. All that to say my final answer on this is a cop out. Okay. What I say is if you want it to be a Christmas movie, it is. And if you don't, then that's fine too. Personally, for me, it's not a film I would watch at Christmas time, but it's on my list of films I call my unconventional Christmas movie list. So it's those films that we're not sure how to classify. Uh, films like, you know, like Die Hard and Die Hard 2. And, you know, the, the film that came out just last year, I think it was, with Mel Gibson playing Santa uh, called Fat Man. You know, that's, yeah, I'd say that's a Christmas film, but it's not one I would want to watch at Christmas time. But I'd love to watch it in the summer. So, yeah, Die Hard would be on my unconventional Christmas film list. Uh, so it's kind of a cop-out, but if you like it for Christmas and you think it's a Christmas film, that's fine. I personally would keep it off my Christmas film list. All, all I want to say about this is can we please stop fighting about it and arguing over it and just let it go? All right. But uh, John, I thank you for that question. Uh, I, it's a question I haven't really talked about on my podcast before, so uh, I'll, I'll allow that question this time. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I'm so thankful for all these questions. Thank you, John. All right. Now, I had uh, a man named David Spears write in, uh, and he read my column on The Village Collector. I do have a Christmas column there that I, I write occasionally. Um, it's on the Christmas Corner tab. You could check that out. And uh, he's, he wanted to share some things that he was thankful for, so I thought I'd read them here. He said that he's thankful that uh, his wife, Linda, They've been married for the past 26 years, and he's grateful for her all year long. So uh, well done, David. You're probably on Santa's nice list this year. And he is thankful for uh, Bentleyville, the largest walkthrough Christmas light show in the U.S., and it's located in Duluth, Minnesota. And it's available to view online, so I need to go check that out. And then uh, he's thankful for Christmas Villages. It's a year-round hobby, but it makes more sense this time of year, of course. And he also got to hear uh, Gerald Dickens speak uh, and, and do his uh, performances. And he got to talk with him um, a couple years ago at a Department 56 gathering. Uh, so that's, that's really cool. Um, Gerald Dickens, I, can't, I still can't believe I got a chance to interview him on the podcast. I'm grateful for that opportunity. That's one of the things I'm most proud of is just being able to sit down with a a descendant of Charles Dickens himself, and talk about Christmas. Quite, quite wonderful experience. So I want to thank David for writing in and uh, for reading my column over there. I sure had plans to do more writing there, but this year, uh, usually Christmas time is busy for me, but for whatever reason, this year has been busier than ever, and I just haven't managed my time well. So then I had a question from Timothy in my email. He said, congratulations on 100 episodes. And he asks about my thoughts on the religious significance of Christmas. And do we have any, and do I have any plans to discuss that aspect of the Christmas holiday? Uh, I know that not everyone celebrates Christmas as a religious holiday, but many of us do. And uh, yeah, in fact, I'm going to uh, wait on this question because I have plans to talk about that more on my Christmas Eve episode. I don't talk a lot about it. Um, it does come up every once in a while, but part of my purpose for this podcast is not necessarily to 
dig into the religious side of it, but uh, I, I've come across a story recently that I just have to share that I think really sums up my religious beliefs and why I do what I do. You know, to, to say I'm a Christian today, it seems like that comes with a lot of baggage and preconceived ideas that just aren't true of me. And I don't want people to just dismiss my podcast, you know, because and to say that, oh, he's another um, self-absorbed, selfish, politically motivated Christian. You know, uh, there's there. This is really a hot button topic right now. And I, so I want to be careful how I uh, answer this. But our Christmas Eve episode, I will talk about this more. And I have a story to read that, uh, like I said, really sums up my beliefs about not just Christmas, but Christianity in general and what that ought to look like for a person. Uh, so, so Timothy, uh, thank you so much for your question. And I, I am kind of dancing around it right now, but uh, stay tuned uh, because I will talk about that more. Yeah, your, your question kind of inspired a whole, a whole episode's worth of, of response to it. So, but thank you. But yes, uh, being a Christian and the religious significance of Christmas to me is very important and dare I say foundational to how I celebrate. That being said, I love adding to it that the fun, that the, the things about Santa Claus, the, the presents, the gifts, all of it comes together for me, both secular and religious, to create this really wonderful winter holiday that I absolutely love. Uh, so uh, thank you for that question. All right, uh, next we're going to head over to Facebook and catch some of the questions I have there. Uh, <laughs> there, my wife asks me, uh, what are you getting your wife for Christmas? And I told her, uh, books and coffee, probably. Uh, so uh, I can't say any more about that because I don't want to give away any Christmas secrets. But I, I love my wife. Uh, she's such a great help to me and uh, encourages me to do this hobby that, and I'm really thankful for that. Uh, and then uh, Natalie Bickle, a uh, friend of the show, she's been a guest a couple times. She's written a wonderful children's book called The Christmas Clue. Uh, she asks a fun question that says, if Santa asked you to create the naughty and nice list, how would you separate kids? Uh, which is such a great question, a uh, fun question. First of all, I would have a really hard time with that because I'm kind of, the, the older I get, the more I think, think that, uh, as the, the North Pole poet, uh, Amy told me that, uh, Santa's thinking of getting rid of his naughty list. I, I, I think I could be on board with that because I know it's getting harder and harder for kids to, you know, to be good. And you can even explore that question, that philosophical question, you know, what does it mean to be good and good by whose standard? Uh, so these are some, you know, deep questions, but I, I think you know, there are just kids that are, are naughty and kids that are, are, are just bad. I, I, I probably would blame the parent is the kid would be on the nice list, but the parent would go on, the, their parents would go on the naughty list. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, that's such a good question. Um, but then, you know, I know some kids who are, are just really sweet and wonderful and, and kind and caring that they might deserve some special recognition. So, Natalie, this is a tough question. I'm not sure how I could answer this even. <laughs> so, thanks for that. I might, I might just end up saying, we'll just get rid of the naughty and nice list altogether and kids will get presents, but uh, maybe the really, really good kids will get something special 
from Santa uh, this this year. Oh, and then uh, I had a question from uh, Angela, uh, who also goes by Silvana. Uh, now, I just want to say a special thank you to her. She has been a very loyal listener over the years, and she doesn't ask for this recognition, but I'm going to give it to her anyway, uh, because she has just been a, a, a sweet and kind person in the way that she has been involved with the podcast. She occasionally will send us gifts. She's made some donations to the podcast that have been very generous, that have helped uh, keep things going on the financial side. And she has just, in many ways, made what I do as a hobby possible. And so thank you very much uh, to her. And uh, she has a question and and might have others. So definitely, if you have more, send them in. I'd love to answer them. But she asked about Christmas cozies or or mysteries, if they can be read out of order. And do you ever read them out of order? And I want to say, yes, they can be read out of order. But I personally have a really hard time with that. I I, I can't do it. I'm kind of got an orderly brain. I need it to be done in order. But there have been a few times where I've had to read a book out of order in the series, uh, mostly for interview purposes, but it it really bothers me. Most cozies you can do that with. You can just dip in and out of the series. Very seldom will the author have an ongoing plot line other than like a a relationship, you know, where the, the main characters fall in love or something. But even some of the cozies I've read lately, the main character hooks up with the attractive police officer or whoever in the first book. And then, you know, but I, I personally, I like that slow burn of a relationship where it takes five or six books for the main characters to get together. Uh, but that's, that's my personal taste. But yeah, you can, you can definitely read those out of order. Uh, you, you know, you might not get all of the, the minute details, but usually most cozy authors do a good job of catching you up on the plot uh, on the, on, and on the characters and on who they are. If you want to be a a wild person and just read a book out of order, go for it. (laughs) So let's head over to the hot mess that is Twitter right now, and we will check that out. Um, I've got a a comment from Christmas Countdown 2022, a a great page to follow. And he says, congratulations on 100 episodes. This is such an impressive feat that I could not ever imagine doing. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, Or madam. Uh, my question is, what have you learned about yourself through this podcasting experience? And that is a really wonderful question. Thank you so much for that. Because I have learned a lot about myself through this. I love painting, creating, drawing like that. And what I didn't realize was how much of that, of doing this will, uh, of podcasting and all of that taps into that desire I have to create and paint and, and draw. Even, you know, down to creating logos and episode artwork and things like that, even down to editing. I love editing, which not everybody does, but uh, I really enjoy it quite a bit, more than I thought I would. In fact, that might be my favorite part is editing down all of my random rabbit trails and mess ups and flubs and um, occasionally a few will sneak in and that's all fine. But getting that all done and then creating something Christmassy like this has has just been a wonderful experience. And another thing that I'm really happy about is that, and kind of more personal, is 
coming to understand and realize that that I do have a voice and that I can use it for for positivity, for for change, for encouraging kindness. I've always had a struggle with with my voice and with talking. When I was a, a child, I, I you know I had a speech impediment. Um, I'm not sure if it was a stutter or it was more of just really had trouble pronouncing words right. And I had to. I remember going through uh, speech therapy in in kindergarten and first grade uh, that I really just did not enjoy. But uh, I'm really grateful for for my teacher there helping me with that. Even still, sometimes I struggle with it uh, as I as I talk and record. And I know you all probably don't hear it, but uh, I, I will. You know, I can catch it. Doing this has given me the uh, confidence to 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 speak and to not be afraid of my voice, uh, both literal voice and my you know figurative voice that you know I have something to say and it's worth saying and I can say it and I'm and I'm really grateful for that and I know some people say that they hate part of why they hate editing or even you know is it's the listening to their own voice and I've actually come to really enjoy that in fact I've there's been a few times where I've been editing my podcast and the sound of my own voice has relaxed me to the point where I'm falling asleep while I'm trying to edit, which I don't know what that says about my ego, but <laughs> talk about a man who loves his own, the sound of his own voice. But uh, I, I've really come to be thankful for the changes that this podcast has made to my approach to how I view my myself and my voice. So thank you, uh, Christmas Countdown, for that, uh, for that question. Um, and again, you know, I want to encourage you all that you do have a voice, you have a story, and I would love to hear it. Uh, so, you know, send in your stories, send in your memories, your, tell me about you, about who you are, because every person's life matters and has a beautiful story to tell. And then um, going over to uh, Instagram, I had a, a comment from the Santa Dad. And he says that uh, we all hope our various labors of love will help someone else, even if it's just to entertain them. But I have found that creating content has greatly benefited me personally in ways I could never have imagined on a very intimate level. I endlessly get more out of the work. I learn more and that's what I feel I have to offer. Have you found that the podcast has impacted you in some way? I would love to hear your story or stories. Uh, yeah, definitely. Santa Dad my comments about my my voice are definitely one one thing. I think it's also helped just overall my my confidence in creating a project and doing something because you know, I'm going to probably hit 125,000 downloads by the end of the year. I'll get pretty close to it and just the thought that that many people have invested in something I've created that many times that they've made it beyond, you know, the first episode. I can't tell you what that that means to me. Uh, it, it's such a wonderful thing that I've created this podcast out of out of love for Christmas and out of love for the stories that are about Christmas and set at Christmas, whether they're an old classic story by Charles Dickens or the latest cozy mystery by Liz Ireland, which, by the way, is wonderful. Go and read it. 
Mrs. Claus and the Evil Elves. Free plug here, Liz. <laughs> All that aside, people have found this podcast and are able to join in on my this community is really something very special. And then just getting a chance to meet people online, people that I never would have met, authors, actors, producers uh, of, of plays and musicals, uh, you know, just pretty much everyone I've had on my podcast, I have never met in person and probably never would even know about if it weren't for this. And the kind of global impact that has in my life is, is amazing. I had a listener email me from outside of Iran or, or, or near Iran who listens to my podcast and shared me with me pictures of their Christmas decorations. And it, it, it's amazing that this podcast has impacted people who live far away. I can't believe it. So that's the question and answer section. Thank you so much for writing in and keep those questions coming. Uh, if you have more, I'd love to answer those. One of the people I need to thank for this podcast is Todd Killian at Christmas Clatter. He was a tremendous help in getting this podcast started. It was his podcast that encouraged me to start my own. It was, uh, you know, that final nail in the coffin that pushed me over the edge. Uh, I'm mixing metaphors here, but yeah. <laughs> and and I, I reached out to him. He was such a, a positive response to to my podcast. He he helped me beyond measure to uh, learn the skills of how to do any of this. I had no idea. You know, I, I knew nothing about this side of it, microphones, recording, editing, none of it. And he was just very helpful in sending me videos and ideas on how to get this thing off the ground. And he's got to be one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. It's a, it's a heartfelt thank you for your podcast, for your community that I'm a part of. Todd's the man. Well, my guest today needs no introduction, but I'll give her one anyway. Uh, I have here a returning guest and friend of the show, uh, singer-songwriter Rhea Stevens. She's the creator of such great Christmas songs like Christmas is Coming Soon and Jingle Jangle. Uh, Rhea, welcome back to the Cozy Christmas Podcast. Hi, thank you, and congratulations on your 100th episode. Yeah, thank you. I I would like to have said I planned this out to have you on specifically for number 100, but it just worked out that way. So, What an awesome coincidence. I love it. Yeah. Well, you have definitely been one of my uh, favorite guests, and I, I truly love your music uh, that you, you've put out. So thank you so much. Thank you for, for telling me that. That makes my day. Well, great. This this is why I have my podcast is so I can just have time to talk to the people I admire. So, <laughs> no. Well, I I feel uh, blessed to be here. Thank you for having you, me. You bet. But yeah, like I mentioned, uh, you have, uh, you, you're a singer-songwriter. You've got several, a uh, couple of Christmas albums uh, out right now. Uh, so I know there's, pro I have some new listeners this year that might not be as familiar with you as some are. So, uh, go ahead and just give us a quick rundown of, of your Christmas albums and, and whatever else you're working on right now. Sure. Uh, well, I put out my first Christmas album in 2019. It's called Celebrate, and it's 
that is an all original Christmas album, no covers. I think there's nine songs on that album and that album has become like the little independent Christmas album that could. Jingle Jangle is on that album, album and that song has gone on to be in so many movies and TV shows. It's been so much fun to kind of ride that that wave in the film and TV world because you never really know. We made that album um, without really any expectations. We did it for the, the love of doing it. Um, and it really allowed me to make another Christmas album that I released last year uh, in 2021 called Tis the Season. And uh, that album is, it's 11 songs and I think so nine of them are original to our uh, to our covers, and um, lo and behold, <laughs> I had actually planned on releasing another Christmas album um, this year, but I think we need a few more a few more songs on it. So we're finishing up the eighth song for that album this week, um, and I plan to release that next October. Mm. So it's exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, new album, definitely. Well, and that just gives me an excuse to have you on again next year. So, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I like having uh, guests come back on and just to, to follow up on how things are going and uh, things like that. So it's it's been fun and gotten to uh, uh, just make make friends all over the world. Really, it's it's amazing. Exactly, I know. I love how these things that we do in life have these these legs. Hmm. that reach out and uh, change your life in ways that you you didn't know at the outset yeah yeah i've um even i've got a uh there's a few listeners like in places like in england and ireland that i have that we've gotten to chat over email and it's amazing i would have never even known these people existed if yeah. it hadn't been for something like this so so, you know, thank you for coming on and, and helping me celebrate, well, Christmas and, and this podcast. Uh, it's definitely a, uh, been a fun experience and I'm glad I got, I've gotten to, to know you and your music. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I love that this is falling on your, your hundredth episode. Very cool. I wanted to talk about music today. Obviously, music is a big part of your life. I've been talking a lot uh, this this Christmas season about uh, mystery books and, and novels. So uh, I thought for a nice change of pace, we, we would talk about some music and some of our memories behind some of the albums that just have become Christmas to us. Yeah. I wanted to bring bring the music expert on to uh, to help walk us through some of these. Uh, so what, what, what music has played a, a big part in your life that you'd want to uh, recommend for us? Oh, goodness. Okay, well, the very first Christmas album that I had as a kid was Amy Grant's A Christmas Album. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember that it was, um, you know, how at that age, you've got all the carpools going on. And I was carpooling with one of my sister's friends and her mom was playing that album in the car and singing along. And she mm -hmm. said, um, okay, we're gonna learn all of these songs together for the next couple of weeks. And after two weeks, I want us all to be singing these songs together. And she was a singer. 
and my dad is a great musician and um i think she was auditioning for for something that he was working on so she was recording little bits at home of christmas music and so that album tennessee christmas always reminds me of the first grade and listening to that album in the car with friends um going over to to their house after school and hearing her record songs that she was presenting to my dad so that's my favorite childhood christmas album and you know interestingly enough there are some albums i mean i don't know if you're like this do you have any albums that are not christmas albums that you always associate with christmas sort of i, I would say sort of it's uh actually the uh uh the lord of the rings movie soundtrack just feels like christmas to me interesting they can't they came out during december so i, I maybe that's why but yeah 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 well it's very orchestral sure yeah it you is know. yeah well i was grounded um in the sixth grade all through winter break um because i snuck out in the middle of the night with my best friend who lived down the street and we rode our bikes clear across town and back and my parents took my little TV out of my bedroom that I had a phone in my bedroom. They took that out. They took my stereo out. So the only entertainment that I had <clears throat> access to was in the living room. I could either watch TV in the living room or I could listen to my dad's old records on a record player. So that Christmas, um, I had never heard of Joni Mitchell before. Mm -hmm. So Joni Mitchell's blue album was is one that I always associate with Christmas because that was the Christmas that I fell in love with blue. Mm. And that album changed my life. It's just life changing. And of course, her song River is on that album, which is a Christmas song. Um, mm. And the Carpenters, a song for you album that I always associate that album with Christmas because that was in my dad's collection and Barbara Streisand's Christmas album. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Not that one. Oh, it's just, that's such a classic. It's such a classic that it's just, that's a very grand, grand Christmas album. I mean, um, it's that it's an experience. So those, those three are the ones that I pull out every Christmas. But then, of course, as I got older, when I was a teenager, Mariah Carey's uh, first Christmas album, Merry Christmas, came out. Mm -hmm. Fell in love with that. I mean, that that album is just flawless. That's, that's a flawless Christmas album. The whole thing. Um, what other Christmas albums? I mean, there's I love Kelly Clarkson's Wrapped in Red. Mm hmm that's I love her rendition of my favorite things that's really a toss-up for me between Barbara Streisand's my favorite things and Kelly Clarkson's my favorite things uh, but Kelly really really kills it yeah it's extraordinary yeah, and it's exceptional it's just whoa you're just like, <laughs> like you know when she at yeah. the end of it, and that song is so brilliant oh two of yeah 
you know, that that's just in a whole other songwriting stratosphere. Um, so I love Wrapped in Red, but some of the lesser known Christmas albums, I don't know if your listeners know this, but Mariah Carey has a Merry Christmas 2 album. I think she released it in 2016. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's exquisite. I think it's just as good, if not better, as the first one, Merry Christmas. Uh, that I'm so addicted to to that whole album. I actually think I play that more now than I do her first Christmas album. Um, wow. Yeah, it's and and her mother sings on it. Oh, wow! Her, her mother is an opera singer, um, so she's on one track. And but I mean, Mariah Carey's Christmas songs are just you know the ones that she writes. Yeah, amazing. Well, and and what she can do with her voice, the way it just goes all over. It, it's I knowing now that her mom sings opera, I I could probably make that connection or or see the influence there, just the way her voice is so loud and up and down and everywhere. <laughs> so dynamic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's she's extraordinary. Um, and I don't know if you've heard Amy Grant's a Tennessee Christmas album that was mm-hmm. released in two thousand sixteen. It is so much fun. I can't believe that that album has not been praised more because it's new. She sounds like a million bucks. The production um, is fantastic. It's very like it's very organic. Mm-hmm. But um, what I love about it is there's some really sad Christmas songs on there that are so real. There's a song on there. Uh, let's see, what is his name? His name is Isaac. Isaac Darnell uh, wrote a song on that album called December that just mm. is gut wrenching. It just gets me every time. I'd love to actually reach out to him and see if he might be interested in a co-write. But that that yeah. album is is amazing. I love it. And Vince sings on it, of course. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm trying, I mean, of course, Michael Buble's Christmas album is wonderful. Uh-huh. I love Bing Crosby. I could go on and on. I'm probably talking too much. Oh, but. no, that's fine. Yeah. I, you know, you're hitting a lot of my favorites too. So that's, that's lovely. I was just thinking today about some of the uh, albums I wanted to talk about. And I thought, oh, let's see, Michael Buble's is so good, but maybe everybody talks about his, So yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It really is. Uh, that older uh, Amy Grant album, um, you know, that was one my wife just grew up with and and loved, and yeah. uh, so we have it on our playlist definitely. Uh, and now, I'm do you sure. Do you listen to that one more, or do you listen to? Because she's got four. She's got a Christmas album, and that's with you know Tennessee Christmas, mm-hmm. um, heirlooms, love has come. That's... And then there's home for Christmas which is uh you know mary's song sure um and grown-up mm-hmm. christmas list yeah and then she all yeah so she's got four we, we do listen to home for christmas but then there is that one before that i think wasn't it uh, a christmas album is what it's, it's called album. that's the first one that yeah. was i think 1980s uh, this says yeah 1983 yeah 84 yeah yeah. So yeah, she would have been, my wife would have been about five or six then, but yeah, yeah. she, she grew up 
on that. And I didn't hear that album until uh, we were dating, I think it was. And, and wow. for whatever reason, I missed that whole side of music. But <laughs> she she's like, well, you've never heard this album? Well, you got to listen to it. And it quickly became uh, a, a favorite, definitely. What are your favorite songs on it? Just I'd love to cross-reference. Sure. Uh, well, I love I love Heirlooms. Yeah. Uh, that one is is really really good. Uh, she and it makes my wife cry just about every time. So, <laughs> uh, I I like the uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, mm-hmm. Emmanuel. Uh, boy, I'm just like reading them all off. I mean, <laughs> uh, Little Town. Uh, I really like. Little I Town love... is great. That's Michael yeah. Michael W. Smith's arrangement. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he Michael W. Smith is coming to Omaha, which is the closest big city to us. Uh, and my wife's been dropping some hints about Christmas coming and <laughs> things she might want to go see. Um, she got to go to a Michael W. Smith concert when she was in high school, I think, junior high. And uh, somebody had got her tickets or anyway long story short she ended up getting to meet him backstage and everything and her and her friends did so uh she's like I- i'd love to go again it it, it now that we're both old <laughs> but, <laughs> he was cute then and he's still cute now yeah well i can't comment wow. on that but uh, yeah <laughs> I-, I think she might agree with you yeah well and then sleigh ride her, her version of sleigh ride to me I that's know. like the definitive version it's perfect so i would say about a good half of them uh i I have on my my own personal playlist. I don't have the whole album on, uh, although we we have the whole album. Uh, I, I kind of tailor make my own uh, yeah. playlist, but at least half of them are on mine. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Mariah Carey's music, but I really like her Christmas, uh, especially the um, "All I Want for Christmas Is You." You know, the, the song that you hear every year. Yeah many times and some people are starting to get sick of it but you know i have happy memories around that song of just seeing my my wife and daughter like lip sync to it or or sing loudly to it while they're in the kitchen you know they've got the ladles and the spoons they're singing into and uh, they're just having a great time you know and it's just it's happy memories (laughs) okay can i make one suggestion then from that album from the the album that that came off of all i want for christmas is you Mm -hmm. You have to hear uh, Jesus, What a Wonderful Child from that. Okay. That is her gospel at its finest. I mean, that's to me, that's her sweet spot. That's mm. where she lives vocally. Um, and I think on on keys is Lauren, uh, Loris, Loris Holland. And it's just smoking. I mm. mean, that is like that song to me is the holy grail it, it's that whole album really to me I, I always feel like all i want for christmas is you is just one it's it's a gem mm-hmm. absolutely but that whole christmas album is incredible oh holy night that she does on that oh, yeah that that's that, is your voice even human i mean <laughs> i know it's otherworldly yeah. one album i have really just started enjoying this year is um a guy named uh dave barnes and Mm. it's a very merry christmas i was just listening to it again today it's it's like a very um 
jazzy sound he, he he's singer it, it's it's closer to a, a michael buble sound but it seems a little more um authentic i guess or, or yeah. not as yeah not as polished I, not not to make that sound bad or coffee shop jazz yeah yeah exactly like that it's sounds like something you'd hear but uh his album uh very merry christmas here we go uh it came out in 2010 wow that's longer <laughs> i remember that coming out not that seemed that was, that was just yesterday yeah yeah well and, and this music is a little more on the romantic side um uh his song very merry christmas uh you know it's like he's having a merry christmas because he's with his significant other and then um christmas tonight is a really fun and cute christmas song it's what I, I tell people if if you like the idea of baby it's cold outside but the cultural changes leave <laughs> you feeling uncomfortable this yeah. is the song to go to then because uh, it's still that that same idea but you get a better sense that the two that the couple are either married or they're together and you know they're getting ready to leave for a party but then he's trying to say you know maybe we should just stay inside tonight it's cold and uh, and and it's a lot more playful and and maybe not as toxic. Less pervy. Yeah, yeah, less pervy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, uh, you know, some people have strong feelings one way or the other on it, but this song definitely is a lot. It it's very cute. <laughs> what other word is there? I know. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I get the arguments. I've heard them all, but I, I'm sorry. The song, the the uh, baby, it's cold outside. It just makes me uncomfortable. So. Well, there's just. I mean, the thing is, I was actually listening to it the other day. Somebody's version was on the radio. If they just changed a few of those lines, mm -hmm. like say what's in this drink, you know, maybe they could change it to to something else. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. There was a few, a few of those other lines. I was thinking, okay, somebody needs to just change these five lines in here and then it's mm -hmm. gonna be okay but the call and response and how she's you know she's saying no i gotta go and then he's i mean what if what if they switched it what if mm -hmm. she was telling him or what if we what if we just updated it mm -hmm. yeah yeah and, and this so this song has that kind of call and response to it and i've heard some versions where they've changed the lyrics to the to the man trying to you know acknowledge consent and, and encourage her to leave and that doesn't work either because all it sounds like is he really wants her to go and doesn't oh. want her around anymore and and she's trying one trying to stay and it just kind of failed that way oh. i think it was lady gaga and joseph gordon levitt did a, a gender swapped one and mm. i thought that one that worked where i gotta hear that yeah i think that was the one uh but you know it's it's a beautiful song it sounds great, great. Such a great melody lady gaga just killed it you know yeah. that was a little more fun but anyway christmas tonight i think is much better if you want a song like that and as he sings it with uh hillary scott oh the the whole front end of this album is is i i think really good songs uh and he does a cover of all i want for christmas is you which i i love that version of it He's not as energetic as Mariah Carey. Uh, yeah. I mean, who can be? It's tough to it's tough to beat her vocal energy. Right, but yeah, then he does uh, some covers, some new songs, and throughout 
like I said, it's mostly a, like a like a Christmas love album. Not all of them, but most it tends that way more. Uh, but yeah, that's that's when I've really enjoyed this year, especially. Sometimes it takes a couple years for an album to really kick in on me. Yeah. It's interesting. You know who's like that for me is Nora Jones. I mm. um, There's a couple of albums that she has that I put in, you know, and I'd listen around the house. And then all of a sudden it was like, I don't know, six months later, I have got to hear that again. I, her stuff works its way into my into my bones somehow mm-hmm. and then it's it's like they become these albums that i can't live without yeah, yeah. it's interesting how music does that it, it does take up a space yeah she uh, she put out a christmas one last year which i i, I really enjoyed should probably have her on the podcast sometime but no <laughs> she hey. won't return my calls yeah yeah <laughs> contact her yeah Another one I like is, this, and this is a classic, this is probably on everyone's list, but the uh, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas album. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. Can, I mean, can you say you're a Christmas fan if you don't like that music? I mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, don't you? But see, I just love watching a Charlie Brown Christmas every year. It's, I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember, you know, and this is, I am so dating myself, but like when it would come on TV and you would just, okay, we have to be in front of the TV. You know, <laughs> yeah. you could stream anything back then. And it was such an experience. And I just, I loved being in the onesies as a kid and just, you know, huddling around the TV with all of your neighborhood friends. Mm-hmm. So much fun to watch Charlie Brown. I have a lot of memories about that. You know, that would be, um, my dad would put the album on while they were decorating for Christmas or whatever, yeah. you know, or, I mean, he'd be the one looking at the TV guide, you know, when is this going to be on? Okay. It's highlighted. Okay. We're going to watch it together, you know, and, uh, and I love that. And like you said, we, we kind of miss some of that now when we can just watch whatever on demand. No, there's no like fever. Yeah. There's no fever for the whole, the, the, the anticipation isn't the same. Right. Yeah. You know, we used to schedule our our lives around the shows that we wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. And now we schedule our shows around our lives, you know. Right. That being said, I love that I can have a playlist of 1,000 Christmas songs all on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> not not going to lie. Although, um, uh, who? oh, it was uh, Todd from Christmas Clatter. Uh, he was talking about... Th- listening to albums once and, and um uh, maybe you can chime in on this oh, but he and i go back and forth all the time on our yeah music. yeah uh the ingrid michelson um gosh what is it called sounds yeah. of the season yeah he turned me on to that that one is now i can't believe i forgot to mention it earlier that is a brilliant christmas album yeah that's a br- i it just makes me so happy to listen to that. And when it's over, I start it all over again. <laughs> That's one that I, I just got. I love, love, love that album. And Casey Musgraves has a really cute, very country Christmas album. A very Casey Christmas, I think is what mm-hmm. it's called. Love that little record. It's so funny. 
she has such a fantastic sense of humor. Um, uh, oh my gosh, what is that song that she does with? Um, have a very, very, very how, oh, will a Willie Nice Christmas that she does with a with Willie Nelson that's hysterical. Oh, <laughs> it's hysterical. Now that it's one I haven't about, heard. It, yeah. It's, okay. it's all about smoking pot. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would I would expect I nothing less. A willy, uh, it's I hope you have a willy a willy 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 nice Christmas, and may we all stay higher than the star at the top of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> the whole album is just, it just makes you smile. It's oh. so much fun. It, that's one that I put on in the morning. It's it's just bright and cute and is it that one's a blast fine and that was called a, a very casey christmas uh, yeah very casey christmas i think okay. that's what it's called yeah yeah that's a new one on me I'll, I'll have to check that one out yeah casey musgraves is just she's awesome everything that she does i just i am just in awe of her she's such a great songwriter there's a few that i are just my go-to albums that are just instrumental mm -hmm. uh doug hammer has a piano one actually has two but the one called noel i love it, it's very cozy very relaxing uh and then there's one called uh guitar winterlude which i'm not even sure the name of the guy who does it but it's it's just guitars of different kinds and background instruments i think there's even a, an electric guitar at one point and but it's all very just relaxing yeah and uh my my wife introduced me to that one she had bought it in college just because she needed something Christmassy to listen to to study for finals you know and I think it was on sale at Walmart but I I love it so much it's the album we we put on when we have our Christmas Eve tradition of uh after the kids go to bed we have fondue where we um oh, nice. uh, we, we do it with uh, uh little pieces of meat and like uh steak and chicken mostly and then uh some dough balls that you can kind of fry into a little little round piece of bread or something i don't I know it's good that that's so fun yeah her her parents started that back when they were first married and then we've kind of carried it on with us nice so that's one of the albums we'll play on christmas eve night uh that is just even now when i hear the opening notes of the album i'll, I'll just kind of melt like oh all right <laughs> yeah the association and, of, of music and food and the memories and all of that yeah 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 uh, and you can uh, and I, I found it now um not only i found an mp3 for the longest time i couldn't even find mp3 of it but uh then it's also on on youtube now the album is on youtube as well so uh, check out the show notes i'll be posting some of these for you awesome yes thank you and then i really like a group called the blenders and i've talked about them before i don't if you're familiar with them they're from south dakota area so they've played a lot of the midwest and they have a bunch of christmas music uh but we got to go see um and they play on the radio here in our area anyway a lot and we got to go see them in concert one year and then uh we there's another year they were doing it like a half hour free concert at a local mall uh, and i've told this story before on on the podcast but uh, our kids were real young. We were just didn't have a lot of money at the time. And so, hey, we love these guys. They're going to be here free at the mall. Let's go and see them, you know, and they were just 
playing outside and you know they're kicking off for black friday weekend i think it was but it's easy to ignore that when you don't have any money so <laughs> <we can just laughs> exactly. go and enjoy the concert yeah. and beautiful downtown uh des moines you know beautiful christmas lights yeah. and all that and yeah it was one of our favorite as a family you know that was our favorite christmas memory yeah. by far uh there's a lot that happened that night that we just remember you know and and so now whenever we hear them uh and their albums you know we think about that night and just the fun we had and yeah. and i love how that happens like how, how music does that yeah absolutely yeah uh, and they have uh one song i almost i mean it can almost bring me to tears every time uh but it's called uh tiny little christmas and mm -hmm. you know like i said it was a quartet of four uh four men but it i think they started off as like a kind of a boy band band sound when they were younger and they've kind of progressed a little bit but it still has a kind of a pop feel to it uh yeah. but that one you know they do a lot of harmony and blending of their voices and uh not a lot of background instruments it's almost just pure voice and it, it's just really really a beautiful message that uh it makes us think about our kids when they were when they were kids and you know we had that tiny little christmas you know just simple things yeah. that happen and and don't you think that that's that's the thing i mean the the whole i think christmas has just gotten so big i mean mm. i was um listening to i was crafting the other night making ornaments and listening to um you know the classic a christmas carol the dickens mm -hmm. novel um and just back then christmas was about the meal you know, maybe the kids got one gift if they could afford it, but it was all of the, it was the whole experience. It was the, mm -hmm. the decorating with whatever you had. It was, I mean, it's become so commercialized, but there's something so sweet about these, these simple, simple little things. Like yesterday, they put up a brand new coffee shop um, down the street and my niece um, who's 21 texted me and said, Hey, auntie, do you want to walk down to the new coffee shop? And it was so cold outside and she's in a skirt, you know, and I'm, let me, let me get you a jacket. And then we get out there and we're walking fast because it's cold. And we're talking about her life and her boyfriend and her friends. And it's, that was so precious that that one little memory it's always i know now that it's going to be hey remember when, when it was freezing and you were wearing the skirt and we walked to the coffee shop down the street but it's yeah. getting out there and seeing the lights you know and all of that i mean sometimes i think there's a little there's kind of, i kind of get that melancholy on christmas day mm -hmm. sometimes because it's it's the whole rush it's the whole it's it's over or it's almost over um but I think that it's it's just because it's those it's those simple things that we all kind of slow down around the holidays and we have the opportunity to walk to the coffee shop. We have the opportunity to you know whatever mingle with the neighbors over a glass of champagne and listen to their music that they have on over at their house and mm -hmm. um I don't know, try making something new, make a new ornament, make a new, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But I think what we long for is that, that time 
to let go and do something unique and not be on a schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, because December 26 comes and it's like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> crashing back to life. No. <laughs> Yeah. This year, I, I'm we're really looking forward to. We're we're doing Christmas a bit different. We're we're waiting till December 26th to have our Christmas. Uh, oh, be, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christmas on us is on a Sunday. We have some different things going on. It, it just we're getting so panicked over. We got to get this done, this done, and and my my one of my sons said uh, like, well, why don't we just push it back a day? And we're all like, wait. Yeah. Why don't we just do that? That's a brilliant idea. So yeah. So that's, uh, so we're going to have our Christmas Eve traditions on Christmas night and then, you know, just push it all back. And anyway, long story short, it's, it's, I think it's going to work out nice and helping us to not, you know, realize Christmas doesn't end just, you know, at midnight on December 25th. It's it's at least a week between New Year's, you know. (laughs) I know. Doesn't it just bum you out? when everybody just takes down their trees on the 26th. Yeah, yeah. I love to keep mine up. I mean, I like to keep it up till like January 10th, January 15th, mm-hmm. um, and just appreciate it a little bit longer. <laughs> it takes so long to get yeah, it up. <laughs> I, I know, it's just, but I love this time of year because it is, it's just, it's so good for us to celebrate our lives and how far we've come and reflect on the year and, you know, it's dreamy. It's just mm-hmm. a really dreamy time. Mm-hmm. You know? and then, yeah. 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 I love that week really between Christmas and New Year's. And oh, I do too. Especially yes. like if you can get time off. Yeah. Yeah. Just lay around and eat leftovers. Yeah. You know, if you have got Christmas Nobody's presents, whatever. Nobody's really back at it yet. Right. You know? Yeah. Nobody's really take i mean i feel like and you know with music anyway like the whole business does it doesn't really kick in until february you know it's it's mm-hmm. just everybody's kind of still in a coma <laughs> <laughs> yeah in january but um and for musicians january is really tough because there are no gigs um you know so when i was younger january was a nightmare because it was just oh my gosh you what am i gonna do but then as you know as you do enough of those big new year's gigs and a lot of the christmas gigs that you're so exhausted that january of having no gigs is like a godsend Hmm. oh cool (laughs) (laughs) i get my weekends back but yeah it's a great time of year and you really i mean don't you look back on your year around this time and just do you marvel at everything that you got done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even, um, you know, even just with hobbies like podcasting, you know, looking back over the year and think, when did I even have time to do that? Yeah. <laughs> and this I year know. it seems like I've had less than normal, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, and if we don't make an intentional effort to, um do these things i mean other things will just take up that time and attention and that's that's the thing you know i got to be deliberate about that i mean you have to make those time to as odd as it would say it seem even to make time to with your family because life has a way of just taking control of things you know and yeah 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 and 
you know, that's something that, you know, I even had to remind myself, it's like, wait, um, you know, yeah, I could do this other project, but you know, my, my daughter really wants to go out for a walk or go look at Christmas lights. And at the end of the day, which is going to be better for me, <laughs> you know, yeah. get one more project done or, or what's going to be more enriching. That's right. And I ask myself is, is this going to be an enriching experience? I mean, if it's like, there's, there's a cost to, to anything that you choose to put your energy into. And sometimes that cost is absolutely worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's, is that, is it a, is it putting, uh, enrichment into your soul bank account? Um, and that is so important. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and you know, I guess you could classify that under self-care and things like that and making sure that you're, you're making that time. And and so I guess to tie it back to the theme here, um, Rhea and I have given you all plenty of albums now to go and feed your soul with, yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, absolutely. But I, I wanted to um, ask just a couple quick questions here of you before we go. I, I've been asking some of my guests recently about any uh, tips for showing kindness to others during this time of year. Is there anything you would think would be a great thing for us to do to show kindness to those around us? Or is there something that somebody has done for you that's been an act of kindness that you've appreciated? Yes, I was in the middle of a move uh, over the summer and I was going through uh, the Starbucks drive through and the the gal at the, you know, at, at the window, she said, oh, this guy said that he you know, he cut you off in traffic when you were trying to get in and he wanted to buy your coffee for the day. Mm. And a couple of days ago, I accidentally cut somebody off and she honked at me going through the drive-through and I bought her a coffee and she had her whole family in the car and I just mm. bought everybody their coffee. And that was, uh, I, it just felt so good to, and that came from remembering that somebody had done that for me. I've done that before, bought somebody's coffee behind me, but it was interesting that I was the one mm. <laughs> who <ever laughs> often remembered that, remembered that memory. Yeah. Um, Toys for Tots bins, they are mm -hmm. everywhere. Just pick up a toy, put it in the Toys for Tots bin. I love Compassion International. Um, I sponsor a child through Compassion um, and I started doing that, I think like five or six Christmases ago. Um, that is really, really rewarding. I mean, if you have $35 a month to spare, what that can do for a child to educate a child in a third world country, mm -hmm. um, is extraordinary. Uh, you know, I, um, I've really been enjoying just inviting my my niece and my nephew to come over and craft and bring their friends. You know, hey, if you guys want, you know, to, to come over and craft for the day, I've got plenty of supplies. I just made a big run to uh, Michael's the other day and just bought a bunch of those bulbs 
you know, those plastic bulbs, which are really inexpensive and, and printed off some really cool, like 99 cent vintage printouts that you can get on Etsy. Mm -hmm. I got some fake snow and some ribbon. Uh, my niece was here last night until about midnight. Um, she's bringing her, her boyfriend's little sister who's eight years old later on this week. And we're going to do that. Um, if you have a sibling who has small children, offer to babysit. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. everything. You know, yeah. um, last year, uh, my sister and her best friend, her, my sister's best friend has three small children and, um, I babysat for them while they went out and had a, like a manicure pedicure day and a girl day. And I ended up having the best time with the kids. Mm -hmm. it, it was really, I ended up having the best day with them. I still remember the chaos that went down that day. And I still have the memory of being with those kids that day. They were hilarious. Um, you know, just, um, if you've got a neighbor that, that you're, that is spending the holidays alone, drop off a bottle of wine, make mm -hmm. some cookies for them. Um, just do something unexpected. You know, we all kind of do the, our immediate family. We, we take care of our immediate family, mm -hmm. but I remember one year I was at a checkout stand down in Los Angeles where I was living at the time. And the, the checkout lady there was just, I was getting a six pack of wine. I was having uh, a bunch of friends over for a holiday thing. And she said, Oh, you're, you're getting this wine that, you know, is it good? And I said, yes, it's very good. And she said, mm -hmm. well, it's too expensive for me. And I just gave her two bottles out of the bag and said, Merry Christmas, enjoy these. And she started crying because apparently nobody had ever done that for her before. Wow. Um, and I just, th that was such a moving moment. You have no idea what mm -hmm. your, what your ripple effect is in somebody's life. And it just, it, and it's addicting to do it. It feels so good to just yeah. spread love out there. And yeah. that's, that's, that's what's see, if you do that kind of stuff all the time, all throughout the year, people think you're weird. <laughs> and I like to do it year yeah. round, but around the holidays, it's, um, it's, it's just really special. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, wonderful. There's some great ideas there. And what's neat is, I mean, it's easy. Anyone can do it. You know, we don't, yeah. we don't, I mean, it could be as simple as buying the coffee for someone, like, like you said. It changes somebody's day. Right. I mean, you know, it, when, if, when somebody does it for you, you really, it, it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just such an unexpected, it's these unexpected things and you remember them and it makes you want to do that for somebody else. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's just, and that is worth, I mean, you know, as human beings, we're basically, you know, we can basically be pretty selfish. So if you mm -hmm. need a reason to do it, do it because it's going to feel fabulous for you. Right. Right. <laughs> And I mean, it can turn a Scrooge into a, 
uh, I don't know, a, a better Scrooge, I guess. <laughs> you know, it turned a Grinch into a Scrooge. I don't know. <laughs> there's there's yeah. something in there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rhea, uh, I want to just thank you for coming on again, spending time here talking about our favorite albums. And um, I would definitely have yours on my list of favorites. So um, folks, if you need to, a good Christmas album, go and check hers out. It should be easy to find. Yes, Celebrate and Tis the Season are the two. And then I've got a new one coming next year. So yes, thank you. And thank you for, thank you for listening to my music and having me on. You bet. Well, you uh, take care and have a Merry Christmas. You too. Talk to you soon. Well, this week, Christmas is coming. I am really looking forward to having time to celebrate, to rest, to enjoy presents and food and family and fun and all of that. And as I reflect back over the, oh boy, uh, when I started this, July 2020, 100 episodes ago, this podcast has become such an important part of my life, of how I even celebrate Christmas now. And I'm really grateful for all the opportunities that have come my way. A couple things about what's coming up next. I will have another episode, uh, an interview with a um, with an author. I'm either going to release that on the 22nd or a couple days after Christmas. I, I really wish I could get that in for sure before Christmas, but uh, my my time has just really gotten away from me. Um, but I know it's one you will enjoy. Um, another wonderful cozy mystery writer. And uh, I enjoy our conversation uh, about Christmas. And I would hope that most of you will be still listening to podcasts, uh, especially the week between Christmas and New Year's. I mean, that's Christmas time still, folks. I will have a Christmas Eve episode with a story. And uh, as I mentioned, some of my thoughts about the religious significance of Christmas and what it means to me personally. So stick around for that for sure. And I will either have it out on the 23rd or 24th itself. Although, I, you know, I, I, I kind of hesitant about it because I love for you guys to be spending time with your family, not listening to me. But uh, maybe maybe I'm part of your Christmas tradition now. You and your family can gather around the cell phone and listen to my adulcet tones, as it were. <laughs> and then coming up in 2023, I have some plans I'm really looking forward to. One is going to be doing a year-round um, cozy Christmas book club where we will be taking a month to read a book together and then the next month we'll discuss it um, probably on an episode or a, a YouTube video or something. I'm going to be doing more of that planning in January just trying to get through um, some of the, the Christmas season stuff. I also have an idea to set up a, a Patreon where I'll be doing some bonus episodes. What I'd like to do with those is to look at Charles Dickens's Christmas novels beyond A Christmas Carol, Re read them as well as doing some deeper dives into them. Some of the his stories are not necessarily cozy or, or Christmassy, but they carry a profound message that I would love to explore 
more for those who might be interested in hearing, you know, my thoughts on it as by no means an expert, but as a Dickens enthusiast, uh, I, I, I have thoughts and I need to get them out. So that might come around starting end of December, early January as well. And then also that would be, um, a way to help support uh, the podcast going forward. Uh, there'll be some other uh, gifts and, and uh, bo- um, benefits from signing on there as well. So those are kind of the couple big things I have planned for 2023. Uh, so make sure you follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and also my email at cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send me an email and let me know if you're interested in, in the book club. Uh, especially. All right, that'll do it for me today. Got a lot to do yet this week to get ready for Christmas. I can't wait. So I've got a few more episodes between now and the end of the year you'll want to make sure to to keep an ear out for. Um, So until next time, make sure, as always, to check out the the show notes. There's ways there that you can help support the podcast, both uh, financially, but also if you want to help out uh, just leave a a review or share on your social media. Uh, Word of mouth is a powerful tool. Uh, So I'd love to have your help in getting this podcast out to as many people as we can. Remember to be kind to each other and to do good. And let us honor Christmas in our hearts and try to keep it all the year. Have a very Merry Christmas.